When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, episode 46. Lucky 46. The show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And your trusty producer. Riley Bray. And guess what, everybody? Today what? is officially our one-year anniversary. Yay! On October 31st. That's- 2017, awesome. Bryce O. Johnson and Michael C. McMillan mm-hmm. got together in the den of Bryce's home mm-hmm. to discuss strange encounters <laughs> that they've had <laughs> with one another. Yeah. And then they uh, erased that podcast, and then they did one about aliens and ghosts. <laughs> and thank God we found Riley, because I remember like trying to set up two microphones, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, that's not working. I guess we're just going to have to share one. Yeah. Snuggle up next to me, Mike. We literally shared a microphone <laughs> together, and it was really fun. Um, and I was trying to figure out if when we actually recorded that, what date that was. It's probably on my Instagram, and I'll find it. But it did air probably like a week before a year Halloween. ago today yeah. on, of course, this most blessed of holidays. Awesome. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. We're not going to hit it too hard because, as you know, you might be listening to this podcast during a binge fest in July. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, what? Halloween episode? Yep. But I'm getting, I'm picking out my Fourth of July costume. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So it's not our, it's not our anniversary with Riley, True. but it is the anniversary of the first episode of the show, episode zero. Bigfoot Collectors Club Origins. Origins, yeah. Which is available now on iTunes. You can go back and find it. So, hey, happy birthday, Bryce. Hey, thanks, man. Right and back Riley, at you. happy birthday to you, too. Hell yeah, Riley. Happy almost birthday. Well, oh, dude. coming up on two weeks. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you there. In the meantime, keep your mouth shut. I will. I'll wait for two weeks. <laughs> sexy, sexy mouth. Um, everybody, uh, She's been on the Patreon feed before, and we've had that episode up as a little bit of a sampler for a while because it was so good, Uh, but she's never been in the clubhouse before. I want to welcome a very awesome 
guest. Uh, she is very experienced in the field of the paranormal. We've, uh, if you've noticed, there's been a slight trend this month where we've been bringing in people for the month of October who actually kind of know what they're talking about or they're writing about this stuff. <laughs> not you that ca- celebrities don't. <laughs> yeah, not that <laughs> such as a- people like actors and musicians don't know what they're talking about. But I don't know that you've noticed a little trend. Uh, we've had some experts on this month. And to cap it all off, mm-hmm. we have with us tonight intuitive and medium Adela Levine. Yay. Welcome to the show, Adela. Thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Are you so excited that you're finally on a regular episode of Bigfoot Collectors I'm Club? I'm super excited. Mm. Yeah, I totally am. Um, I think we should just hop right into it, because last time yeah. we spoke to you, I rambled on for at least an hour. That was, that was so fun watching you <laughs> like fun. ask questions. We had a blast so, doing that interview. Yeah, just to recap, like... we know Adela through our very first uh, show guest, Pete Gardner. His wife, Susie, introduced us. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if you go back and listen to episode one uh, with Pete Gardner, he talks about uh, visiting a gallery reading with uh, Adela, which we'll get into, I'm sure, momentarily. Uh and then we had one uh, early last summer, last late last spring, at Pete and Susie's house, and that episode is up on the Patreon. But we've yeah. never really sat down and asked Adela, what is your personal paranormal history? Oh, geez. God, <laughs> where, do, where do I pick from? I know, right? Um, pick from wherever you'd like to begin. This is... I'm. Is that response is much better than I don't really have one. Oh, okay. So don't worry about okay, it. Okay, good. <laughs> and also I'm, for the, I'm, our guests I'm, that don't really have one, we love you. Adela's too. like, we I have find fucking tons. <laughs> Let me, where do I begin? <laughs> so let's see. Are we talking things I've seen on the spirit realm? And or on the ET realm. I mean, I which, get, I mean, we'd like, like both the witchy when, realm. So first, <laughs> let me ask this question. I'll help. I'll help you along this okay, path. Okay, good. Yeah, help me. What is an intuitive and medium? Okay, so an intuitive is. Um, I mean, it's obviously similar to being psychic, but I think people perceive psychic as like mind reading, you know, and and reading people. Like, what minds. color am I thinking of? Right. right now? Blue. And, right. <laughs> Actually, it was yellow, but it's always yellow. We're close. Always yellow. Always yellow. <laughs> so, you know, people kind of look at it that or, you know, like fortune telling type of thing. And an intuitive is um, obviously we can, I can see into the, into the future. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah. cool. Yes. Intuitive readings are um, being able to look at someone's path. And the way I, I believe is that there's multiple timelines. And so I'm looking at the timeline you're on right now and I can see every decision you make changes the future. So what I'm able to do is use remote viewing, which I'm sure you've heard of Mm -hmm. to look at the future, present and past. So remote viewing, you can look and I can see a conversation someone had with someone the night before I can see sitting right here, look at someone's house and describe it. And the future you is... You can describe a house when you're in the house? Not in the house. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was going to say, because I have that, that talent that's too. That's like amazing. <laughs> I wow people yeah. with that. No, I actually um, have done it in the past for play to play with people and trip them out. And then I've, I've done a, I do it all the time in readings, mm-hmm. especially in medium readings, which I'll talk about. And I've with, experienced this firsthand. Yeah. So you're able to do 
do that in the past too. So I can see someone's childhood home or, or things like that. So, but intuitive reading is really looking at your path and where I see it going. And I first start with looking at how you tick personally, because every person is uniquely who they are and according to how you see the world. So when a true empathic person goes into your version of the world, not my interpretation of your version of the mm. world. Okay. You mm. see what I mean? I Walk me through that just a little bit. I think I know what you mean. So but... it's really, for me, literally like jumping in your skin and being you. Okay. Right? And but I, you're not literally, not literally psychically projecting yourself into my skin. No. No, no, you're no. You're not possessing I'm not anybody. possessing you. Yeah. I'm consciously seeing things through your consciousness and that point of view your point of view so i'm able to go oh he sees things like this and like that and this is how he walks around and we all think everyone's seeing things the same but we're not they're not right and that helps that's clear from some of the relationships (laughs) i've been in (laughs) anyone oh my exactly (laughs) especially men seem to think no skidding yeah totally a little bit on the ego (laughs) yes no but I mean, it's it's really important you do this because the way I see people is the way you were born before people get to you, like your parents and stuff. Because the core of who we are is the core of who we are. Right. How we use it, utilize it in the world is plugging into this dimension. So to me, I see it as like the body's an avatar. And when you're born, you have a spirit that goes into this avatar. Right. It's right? almost like when you were a kid and you would uh, be at the drugstore and and you'd walk out with your mom and dad and there would be those machines that had the little like quarter machines with like a little uh a plastic bubble that you could get a toy or a mm-hmm. sticker out of mm-hmm. so what if i'm if i'm understanding you the prize inside of that bubble is our our consciousness or our soul the purity of ourselves yeah and the avatar is the bubble that it's delivered in and then that's and then what happens to and then you, we sold what it happens out. to that toy after it's popped out of that bubble. That's kind of like what happens to you once your parents get a hold of you and life puts you through the ringer. Is that is that about right? Yes, yeah, that's a I very interesting uh, analogy. Yeah, I was wondering I've where you're going. That interesting one. would be one word. Very it. interesting and but that's complicated, what... <laughs> but interesting. <laughs> and they're <laughs> they're a dollar now for those bubbles. But. Oh man, it's true. So what's but, the difference yeah. between an intuitive and an empath, or is there a difference? So. Listen, the thing is that there's a lot of terminologies, right? right? And people get caught up in the terminology. But the truth is, if being an intuitive means you are kind of having a knowing about it, but you have to hone your sight. So, like, I call myself an intuitive, but I can absolutely get dates and timelines and things like that. Okay. You know, this is going to happen in three months. But the way I believe is... You have free will and you make and people do this like, well, screw it, Ale, I'm gonna do it anyway. And then I, I'll say if you don't do this, this is the outcome this is the other outcome. Mm, that's the other timeline you will possible future right. that it will shift towards this direction. And and I will warn you, okay, this is what's gonna happen. It's not wrong or right, but you're gonna experience a different set of circumstances. And so I try to kind of help people like go, look, I'm just trying to help you avoid this dip in the road. But if you wanna go in the dip, then this is what you should do as well. So empathic is people, and the term is thrown around way a lot now these days, but empathic is you feel what someone's feeling. 
However, if you take it to the true meaning, it's actually feeling exactly how, like I said, how he, you, you, you would see it. Right. Exactly. And nothing to do with me at all. Right. That's what made me think of the word. Yeah. Um, because of the way you describe being an intuitive and seeing something from specifically someone's point of view and their feelings. Yes. And most people don't. They kind of put their spin on it. Right. And you're supposed to completely remove yourself from the from it completely, all your experiences of life, all the way you would have seen it, and you're truly empathically seeing it, even if you're not supposed to agree or disagree how this person is right. seeing it. Got it. And so from there, I can go, okay, this is why they're choosing to do ABC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're... Seeing the world the way that they right. see them. So I can see, oh, this is why you've chosen this career. This is why you're doing this. This is why you're doing that. And then I can go from there. And then do you have to fight the judgment from you, Adela, coming in and going, oh, this is why they're doing these things and this is why it's maybe not working out. Me, Adela, is going to say, you shouldn't do that. You should do this instead. Or are you listening to or using your intuitive insight to to keep Adela out of it and listen to some sort of higher consciousness that's saying, if they do this or that, this is the outcome. I absolutely keep myself out of it. And that's where the honing comes in because that also has to do with on the spiritual tip, you're being humble and honoring yourself as a service. And so I absolutely find it the most fun to me. People don't get it. I don't stay there. I don't invade you. I don't take any energy. I'm like, wow, this is cool. This person's like really hyper. They're very like smart and fast, fast thinking. Mm. They look at the world like it's either this or it's either that. I'm like, I kind of learn every reading. I learn like maybe I could try to do that sometimes because they're like walking through life like this and this. So it's absolutely not my opinion. I think I figured out why I can never be intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But where do I fit into this? (laughs) And then what's the difference? So then what's a a medium? So a medium is talking to the dead. Okay. That is it. That is pretty much the difference. A medium the medium side of me is able to um, speak to people who have who have died, and the way I do it, um, you know, is a little different than most people. But a medium is someone who communicates. A lot of people throw around psychic medium as the same thing, which is confusing people to believe psychic is the same as medium. I'm sure that it's I've mediating. combined that phrases on this show, probably yeah. describing you yeah. as well. So I'm sure I'm guilty of that. You're, that's okay. I mean, I'm not like, I'm just, I just uh, clarify it beca- only because, again, it's all about honoring the spirit world and being or being a mediator. So they can hear and see you guys fine and I, you, you don't need a medium to, to for them to see and know what's going on with you. A medium's job is just to amplify that frequency to the person. Right. Exactly the way You're the they 4G or 5G network, I guess, yeah. for us while trying right. to speak to the dead. Yes. You're going to boost that signal. Boost the signal and hone it and sharpen it and hone it and sharpen it. And again, you have to remove yourself completely out of the picture. Right. I like your analogies <laughs> today, Michael. You know, I'm mixing my metaphors. Good. But uh, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking very visually lately because my new job requires me to just sit and picture things all day long. 
So uh, maybe I'm just thinking in weird images. No, but, perfect. Um, I like it. Yeah. Great. Uh, so let me ask you, before we get into your history, uh, is there... Hmm, this is kind of a big question, so uh, feel free to answer this at you know your own pace. But um, obviously, but is there when I listen to you talk about being an intuitive and being able to see uh, multiple futures and where if, if you if you uh, if you make this choice, this will happen. If you don't, this will happen. Right. When you are when you are in that zone, I'm not sure what to call it. Is there a place you go? Is there a network you're on? Sort of like the way we describe the internet or the, like, you know, a cell network. Um, is there, have you for yourself, have you personalized, like, for lack of a better term, like, and now I'm going to the upside down? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, is there a place you go or is there a system or network that you're using to, see to connect with people and see from their point of view and see where they're going yeah so actually your analogy is absolutely how i always tell people it is like um the internet and it is like logging on and it is the internet in the sense that it's a collective conscious in that realm that works in unison in unison just means they're beyond empathic. Everyone talks telepathic and has a knowing, and that knowing comes like the internet, a bunch of information and shoots in, helps you connect mm-hmm. into. So I have to raise my frequency. I have to raise my Wi-Fi to mm-hmm. connect to that mm-hmm. realm. And what do you call? Do you have a name for that? For that network. I call it the collective consciousness okay. hmm. or the collective whole, the collective, there's a, you know, probably what's popular, but I just call them that collective group. Right. And it, it, I just don't pay attention anymore. It's not necessary. <clears throat> there's no separation. We live separate. That realm does not. Right. What do you mean by that? We're individually who you are in that realm. Like the core of who you are is the core of who you are. But we look at life like, hi, nice to meet you. Good luck in life. Right. Right. Whatever you're doing isn't affecting me. In that realm, it's like we all feel whatever is happening. You don't need to explain it. We get it. It just downloads, shoots into us, kind of like like the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. You know how he shoots information through, you know, um, and it just comes and they kind of, it's, they just know. So there is no, the idea isn't like, well, good luck to you and, I hope you succeed in that. It has nothing to do with me. Let me right. ask you: Is it like? Is it like? Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the the term Akashic record. Is it? Is it? Is it really like access? Oh, she got you got uh, an eye roll. Her eyes there. You got an eye roll. But is it? <laughs> why? What? What is I your know, feelings that about bad. that? No, we love that. it. Oh, yeah, no, that's coming. yeah. So what's, what's <laughs> Bryce is getting used <laughs> to it. I think he likes room. it, so I don't <laughs> no, want to offend you. <laughs> not at all. I'm just uh, for those who don't know. I know the, people aren't going to like this. The, but. the Akashic record is supposedly like you know uh, what you were describing, like the source of, of a place to get that type of information because everything that's ever happened or everything that's ever going to happen is you know is up in the ether in some sort of you know. Um, before, type of space. Before she, before you answer that question, I just want to m- make sure that we're talking about the uh, information network that you're on when you're doing intuitive readings, which is different from "quote unquote" the spirit realm, or is it all one and the same? 
No, it is different. Okay, great. Yeah. So just for gotcha. our listeners, yeah. we're not talking about speaking to the dead right now. We're right. talking about when, when you were having an intuitive reading and seeing the future and seeing the past. That's right. the network we're talking about. Right. Okay, cool. So for all the Kashuk Records people, don't hate me, but because um, I've gotten shit for this. Hey, uh, don't. We'll take okay. all the shit. We'll take the shit for you. But I'm don't okay with it because I'm here to kind of break down a lot of... Um, uh, kind of misinformation sure. to me that makes things more complicated. So when I'm talking about the collective whole, I'm not getting information from some records. Mm. I'm talking about it's. I'm cl- I'm tapping into an energy, like a vibration of like we're going to help you understand this person where they're at at this time, but there's no preset of this is Got where, it. yeah. Cause that's kind of, I picture that as it's a filing cabinet. No, yeah. there is no, to me, there's no preordained destiny. Got it. Yeah. And there is no preset, like here's a file, let me open it. And this is who you are because you're shifting and growing on a constant basis. So no one could really, the only person who really knows you is you, and those answers are born with you, and all spiritual teachers are supposed to do is hand you the key and help you unlock it. Got it. I would agree with that. So, so are you saying like that multiple futures coexist simultaneously, yes. and then you may experience either one of them based on what you're choosing, but these different futures exist in right. some sort of... Outside of whatever it is that we're experiencing. That's kind of yes. how I've always imagined yes. it, too, is if we're looking at the, you know, a map, let's say, of, you know, if you look at, like, your, <laughs> if you look at the map of your life like you would, we all live in Los Angeles, and if you look at, okay, every day I wake up with a map of Los Angeles, basically, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. it goes larger than that, obviously, um, and typically I can go, well, you know, we all have our routines and we can look on the map of where we go. But then there's all these other points on the map that we may go last minute. We may choose not to go, but it, they're always available. Right. And so that's what, how I kind of feel when we talk about multiple um, alternate realities and all that stuff. It's like, okay, yes, in our day-to-day life, um, we sort of have a an open world experience that we can choose uh, and uh, all of those choices are sort of being made simultaneously, and we're living on the one strand of of us, of ourselves, that are choosing to just follow this route on the map today. And over time, collectively, that's your timeline, right? I'm just, I lost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of follow what you're saying, but I think you're making it more complicated for yourself. Okay. Yeah, because it's really like, okay, so let's say you go... I'm, I can see, like, listen, if you take this job, I can see the conversation they're going to have with you, and this is what they're going to offer you, but this is what you want to ask for to get what you want, and then they're going to come back with this. And you may say, um, okay, I see that possible scenario that you're pointing out, but I kind of don't care, and I'm just going to take... So it just you just shifted. So it's like a domino effect. Like, it's constant in flux, constant. Right. There's certain things you I can't help you help stop for somebody mm-hmm. yeah, if they're on a trajectory they're on it's a trajectory. already happening yeah if it's already happening it's like now it's already happening all i can do is see like turn right it's very much like the matrix when yeah. you're like looking at that screen and mm-hmm. telling them what turn left turn right that's how i see things. yeah i guess that's what i was us- using yeah, the, map right. yeah, a, the map as a as a physical right. uh 
uh, allegory for what the multiverse or what multiple timelines right. are. You know, yeah, that does make sense. I don't yeah. know. I uh, visualize the whole thing as a tree, a tree-like fractal. You yeah, know? and your life is one line of the fractal, right, based right. on the decisions that you've made. But the whole thing, the whole fractal exists. Right, you know? and yes. to me, the fractal is that map. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Map. And cool. hence, this is band. why you guys see the world differently. <laughs> totally. That's right. the point. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, what is the network that you're getting on when you want to speak to the dead or when, this, or when the dead want to speak to you? So the, the dead always wants to speak to everybody, by the way, contrary to what you might have heard. They all want to talk all the time and to anybody who will listen to them. Um, We'd love to get some on the show. If <laughs> Boy, uh, careful what you ask for. Now, when you yes. say that, Adela, it it makes me feel as if the dead are desperate. Are no, they... they are. Imagine if you suddenly had, you know, a dark blindfold on your eyes, and and you get it uncovered and you go wow this was really simple and everyone's running around looking for the door and I just found the door and it's not as complicated and but no one can see me and I can't tell them like I can't let them know they're not seeing or hearing me so they're not desperate at all they're just more hearing the pleas of everyone looking kind of lost and confused and they want to kind of reveal they want to be like hey don't freak out about this stuff. Yeah, they're kind of more like I hear all the time. It's way simple, and I've I've had experiences, so I've seen that how simple it really is. It's just like walking and just standing up from this couch, and you're still in this room. So it's a realm within a realm. So to answer your question, though, when I I I, I keep that door closed when I'm going through life, except for at night, which is very hard for me because I don't sleep very well. Um, to block it out but it when I'm doing a medium reading I kind of look at it like logging on and then I ask um, I can the person can say who they want to talk to specifically by relationship of who I don't need a name they can say my brother my good friend or whatever and I say okay I'm gonna log on and only talk to that person which took me a lot of years because the spirit realm is not reverent they all will just It's a cacophony. Yeah, they'll just all start talking. So I've had to teach them, I will not do this for you if you don't follow my rules. Mm. So I've had to learn, and we've had to learn each other. It's like a language. Again, that makes it sound like people on the other side are really pushy. (laughs) Well, just like people here. Okay. Yeah. Well, does that... Does that is that discouraging to hear? No, because, because I mean, you're because t- you picture like once you cross over on the other side, you're like, oh, I get it now. Like you said, it's so much more simple. But if I'm still like, hey, let me get in there first. If your mother's crying about you every night, right? You want to let her know you don't have to cry about me every right. night because I just found out I just walked through a door and you think I've just vanished, right? Yeah, that's why. So. The people who are all trying to file in and get through the door, you're the door. You're in a, right? I mean, in a way. Door gatekeeper. Right, okay. Not the gatekeeper to respect that realm, but. Right, 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 right. Gatekeeper. Yeah, one of many. Yeah, messenger. In in other words, what you're saying, though, too, is that like we maintain or we keep our personalities or Mm -hmm. our experiences um, after life. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, so people think that when you die, that suddenly you become this all-knowing, all-understanding. You get reamalgamated you... back into the source of one and sort of lose your ego or your, your identity, as it were. You, yes, but you don't. You stay mm. exactly who you are, but you grow. So it's kind of the idea of when people talk about... Um, you know, you've heard people talk about levels or what's the term? Because I don't planes. even use it. Planes. It's not literal. Like we picture everything like here. We mm -hmm. bring it all to, down to this place. It's a consciousness. It's an understanding. You wouldn't look at a kindergartner and think you're above a kindergartner. What about? I would. What about kindergartners like... are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what about well, like? Um... That explains a lot of what's going to happen to you on the other side. How does it work with like? Uh oh. For instance, past lives and reincarnation. I mean, do the mm -hmm. how do what how do you vibe on that? Yeah. So I'm um, I'm another medium. It doesn't. I do not believe in past lives mm -hmm. because. That's a whole nother explanation. Uh, I don't believe it in the traditional sense. Um, you talked about this in, in Pete's backyard, Bryce. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 we could go back over the yeah. territory. A little, I'd say the, the conversation yeah, warrants a second lap. It surprises a lot of people. If you can imagine being in the work I do, um, people get a little like, oh. Well, here's the thing. because The reason why I don't is because... When you okay, so let's say you're a new soul mm -hmm. and you're going to be born, and I've passed. I can come to you and say, "Would you like to see my life and everything about it?" And since it's nothing like we can imagine here, it's like being in VR times a million, and you can feel everything and what it was like to live my life. Then you're born, and then you meet my son, and you go to the place I live, and you swear you you've been there before. Because that realm is so much connected to this realm than people realize, and sometimes there's other cases where someone could be even being hearing from someone who's passed and not realize they're giving him all this information. Mm. There's no, there's no shortage of spirits. Sure. Yeah. So I just don't. It never resonated with me. I've looked. You know, you have to realize this years of me going. All right, people going. You must read this book, or you have to. You know, I go. Okay, listen. I'll, I'll I'll look into it. If it doesn't sit with me, from what I'm seeing and hearing and learning from that realm, it just doesn't. And so it feels very limited. Mm. You know, because there is multi dimensions and there is multi timelines. And there's no reason, this isn't the only one people want to come be born to. This isn't the only place to learn. And because when you pass, you do learn. You continue to learn and grow. So you are your personality, but when people come into me, not into me, you know, when they come talk to me, spirits who talk to me, they will say, they'll show me how you knew them when they were alive on purpose because they'll say someone was grouchy and they're all flowery. You're like, that's not my grandfather. I don't know who that person is. So they'll show me how you knew them. And then they'll talk about, but I've kind of changed and I've kind of grown, but it's a process of growth. So what you're saying is in other words, like before we're born, our soul already exists. Yes. And then uh, what we might experience or some people might experience as uh, a past life regression or a memory of a former life is actually just information that we, we have received prior to arriving here collective. On this, in this realm. Either we got it before we shot down in the flesh suit 
or we're getting it uh, beamed into us or uh, uh, sent to us uh, from the other side without us really knowing about it. Well, the thing is, because if you look at it like the Internet, that there's information constantly existing. And as you're raising your frequency and your cre- and your opening and you're becoming awake, you're tuning more and more into that. So the spirit realm is really the Internet that we don't know that we're logged on to. That's right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. How do you feel about the conception of new soul versus old soul? If if reincarnation is not a factor, I'm wondering what you think about that. Um, there are more. Cons- I also love that we're talking about this as if reincarnation is a proven fact. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, well, there's none know, of this is a proven anything. Uh, yeah, no, it's right. a conversation. But, fun, no, it's but. just funny to be like. But what about reincarnation? As if we're like, but what about gravity? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, all of this I'm saying is my form of belief. And what I've been shown, I'm only seeing a very corner of the big puzzle. Sure. Right. So I'm no claiming I, it, everything I've learned has changed and grown and opened and shifted over the years. But the new soul versus old soul is kind of. Um, the idea of someone being um, highly conscious in that realm and chooses to come and help out here might be what you're considering an old soul. It's like, listen, I don't have to go there, but you know, so they will literally be born again. No, there, there, there's other dimensions that exist and and live and grow and understand and have evolvement. And then you're like, I'll go to that. This is very the harshest, most the barbaric, most density. the one we're the living most density in, density <laughs> okay. dimension, and it's kind of like you got to. Everybody has to have a turn of boot camp, and you can't just only live here and use your your uh, wisdom. And some some aren't coming in that way. Is that so, how you feel that Earth is sort of like the boot camp of souls? I absolutely do. Yeah. Huh. Well, at yeah. least for me. I mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> would relate to that. So wait before before we move on, I I want to. Are you saying then that that uh, a soul might, even though there's no such thing as reincarnation, I mean, let's just go with that for sure, mm-hmm. that a soul might live a life here in the third dimension on planet Earth in this reality, go back to the spirit realm or whatever that, the collective right. conscious... And then go, now I'm going to go do the same thing I did in the third dimension on Earth, but I'm going to go to a different reality in a different dimension and go live a life there. 
Well, this is the one that... Does that make sense? So it's almost mm-hmm. like cross-dimensional reincarnation? Or, or, a, a, or another universe or another dimension? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Another reality completely... Come back and play a song again, sure. Just get In a w- different... one shot at each reality. Yeah, is it that kind of a thing? Um, this is the most asleep... So this is the most like limited to me physically because we're in the very physical, like in the body, the right. avatar thing. The other realms, you can they kind of are aware of they can transform into any. There's they're not caught up in the physical material block. Got it. That we got have it, here. Got it. Got it. Got That's it, got why it. this is a challenge. Right. It's like you're coming here for the challenge. Yeah, and we forget. Right. What the whole deal is. Right. You're coming here to go. What would happen if I was limited? It's like when you're little and you believe you could fly and you believe that you can read minds and there because you did at some t- point. Mm-hmm. And your parents tell you, "What do they tell you? We don't do that. That doesn't exist." here it doesn't mm-hmm. exist here mm-hmm. it doesn't exist it's not what we do you have to pick up a pen and write it you have to talk with your mouth and so we're acclimated to this way of living it's kind of like if we chose if time travel existed and we chose to go back and live in like prehistoric times yes <laughs> you know what i mean it'd be like wow now i wish I, or even 200 years ago honestly <laughs> yeah be like you mean i have to build my own house this sucks <laughs> Right, that's exactly, but I'm up for a challenge. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how they perceive it. Because who wouldn't want to? Yeah, and then it's like you know you might catch like the worst fever of all time and die, and it's like yeah, but I could live in the old west. Well, you know, it's like the the Buddhists believe life is suffering. You know what I mean? And if and if you're spending, you know, an existence in other realities or or you know beyond the beyond the grave where there really is no suffering i'm assuming that like you know once we pass there's you know there's not as much or there isn't any suffering uh to be held would you say would you say that that's right or yeah there isn't suffering there is people working through pain of like wanting to connect to the people that are missing them Mm. and trying to figure out how to communicate but there's the the ultimate i always hear and always get shown compassion and empathy and um in a way that we can't feel here Mm -hmm. so no there's not a loneliness there's not i'm on my ownness and there's not the challenge so we come here to be limited to rise above anyhow to grow to choose to grow or not it's the choice yeah um you said before you've said it a couple times tonight i think like it's so much more simple Yes. What 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 is that? What's the simplicity? What's what's the what when we cross over and look back, what are what's that thing that we go, ah, oh, you know. Um we're really afraid of death and we're we're really afraid that it's going to be a whole process, you know, we're told the pearly gates and heaven and hell and all this kind of stuff and you really just kind of step out and step over to this this and you're just the, you just step mm-hmm. out of this body, mm-hmm. and you're in it. Death has no sting, right? It doesn't. And the only way I've come close to experiencing a certain experiences I've had, where I've been like, "This was way easier. I knew it was going to be this easy," and then you know I shoot, get shot back into the body. Whoa! <laughs> but, really? So you've had near death or out of body experiences in that sense? Um, I don't know if it's a near death because you have to realize I've been so close to that realm that it doesn't take much for me. So one time, I mean, I don't know if you want me to get yeah, into Yeah, please. 
Um, the first time I had that experience was when I was, you know, opening this stuff up, you know, and I was hearing, you know, what people call, I see them as higher beings, um, you know, talking to me. And I said, well, I want to see for myself. I don't want to just always be like feeling like I'm crazy, you know, <laughs> talking mm-hmm. to invisible people. And they're like, oh, I don't think you're ready. And I said, yeah. And they said, okay. And all of a sudden I was on the couch and I f- thought I was having a stroke because I felt my body freeze. How old are you? How old were you? Um, I was, yeah, I was older. I was probably like, um, maybe like 30 or something. Okay. Yeah. And because this is when I was deciding to accept things. You have to realize I ran from this. I have millions of experiences as a kid and stuff, but this was me kind of consciously understanding what's going on. Had you called yourself an intuitive or medium by the by this point in your this life? This was the beginning of part that. of that. Okay. Yeah, this was the beginning years of me finally going, all right, so I've been running and life hasn't quite worked out. And I can't, I've ran all over the country and the world and it's, I'm, I'm not escaping me. So, mm. I mean, um, you, so you were really trying to run from these gifts or supposed oh, yeah. you would call them. Yeah. Yeah. Most people who have this aren't <clears throat> running towards it. Totally. And, um, so, so then all of a sudden I felt my body, I thought it was, I seriously thought I was having a stroke. So I was in my mind going, I'm having a stroke. So I remember crawling, I was, cr- I p- crawled on the floor but my body was on the couch and I saw these beings standing there just kind of like when you would feel like parents looking at you like amused. Mm. And I was like banging on the TV and wondering why I couldn't get it to turn on and screaming, but you know, that thing where nothing's coming out. And I just kept hearing like, you have to learn, like just let go. And I just crawled to my boyfriend's, my ex-boyfriend, an old boyfriend, at the Times room. And I saw him on his bed and roll over. And I was like, what's wrong with him? Why won't he help me? And as soon as that happened, I zipped back and sat straight up. Whoa. It sounds very familiar to the dream world in a sense. It is very familiar to dream world, but it's absolutely was as if I, at the time, I didn't realize it was as easy if I had just let go. Mm -hmm. I would have been walking around the place. Now, the other time, I'm way down the years of, of honing this ability. Like, we're shooting down the timeline, and I'm older, and I've been doing this for a long time. And um, I had a cast on that was pushing. I didn't, I kept, no one believed me, but it was, something was wrong. Later found out it was pushing on an artery. Mm-hmm. And I, like, passed out, and I, this time, jumped off the couch and saw these two men again. So you're jumping out of your body when you yeah, say that. Yeah, this was like easy. Just like I, I wow. it was super easy. And I was in the room and I was like, it was before I had a kid. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. I said, I knew it was going to be this easy. We can just go now. And they said, no, not today. And I went, damn it. And mm. then I felt like a hand grabbed my foot and I came back into my body and I heard something tell me, call someone to take you to the doctor now Whoa. and they cut it open and they're like oh yeah it was pushing on an artery so. wow <laughs> who are the who, the who the what do the entities look like in uh in the in in that example and and then maybe in in the previous story every time i see them they're these tall and they're in different colors this time they were in all black mm. to, to men in all black do, do they look human i can't really see them i just didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, you know, and mm-hmm. and they just kind of reminded me of these kind of like almost like magicians or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They just were like 
tall, like hovering over you, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of like a catcher, re- you know, ready to go. Okay, we're gonna stop you. And but, who who do you think they are? Well, when I've seen them before, I know that they're the guardians. Mm-hmm. That they're they're the true gatekeepers. Okay. Yeah, because they've stopped me before. Not like because I I don't even get anything wrong. It's through dreams and stuff. I've I've been flying in dreams for years mm-hmm. since I was little, and I would try to fly over the ocean, and I and it, symbolically the water is between the worlds, mm. and I would always mm-hmm. hear a voice like too far, and oh. I would fall into the ocean, mm. and it took me years to figure out. Oh yeah, there's there's you can't go so far because you don't come back. Right, and um. You know, I didn't think of it as a big deal. <laughs> right, sure, sure. <laughs> now, you said earlier to you were, you know, when you started honing your skills, how does one go about do, doing that when they discover that they have sort of these gifts? I mean, is, do, you, do you seek out material uh, in books or do you seek mentors or do you or do you garner advice from the spirit world? For me, it was completely from that realm because um, I did want to find people you know, but they, I kept hearing your very, the first spirit I ever heard told, told me, um, you need to listen to us. And then they, then I got what I called teachers mm. and, um, from raising my frequency and connecting. And they were like, if you go find a human person, you'll follow them. Cause you're way too open. You're way too, like, I was too like bright eyed, bushy tail. Yeah. And you'll, do the guru follow some guru and they're like humans have ego they don't can't help themselves and with us you won't have that problem hmm. and they said by the way it will help you to hone it sharper and people will tend to accept it a little more if you're not reading from books or following some person and you'll accept it more well that's why i asked the question i mean there's so much of an, a mass of information out there or, right. or you know i mean you could go one could go crazy like right you know trying to decipher what is real what is not and like you know who to listen to who not to listen to and right and i ca- i've always been told over and over to tell people listen to yourself mm-hmm. that everything that it, even i'm saying or anyone's saying take whatever resonates put it in your pot of potion and a little bit of this a little bit of that and what because you're all built so different what resonates and what will unlocks you will be different for each what person. do you say following that line of logic what do you say to the skeptics out there i mean there are certainly plenty and i think we have plenty that listen to this show yeah those who will hear this and go eh no, it's not provable, therefore, no. Like, what, you know, and, and they're listening to themselves as well, you know what I mean? Right. Um, are they, uh, you know, assuming that the, all of, that the spirit realm does exist, and are they cutting themselves off from that when being skeptical, or are they just listening to a different form of intuition? I mean, what 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 would you, what would you, what would you, your advice or what would you say about the skeptical mind when it comes to this stuff? Should absolutely be skeptical, mm-hmm. and being skeptical is healthy and wonderful. And I don't believe. I always make a joke. I don't believe in skeptics because skeptics don't come to me. True skeptics. <laughs> yeah, totally. True skeptics are like, I'm out. I won't come to you. You're not skeptical probably of maybe that there's something out there, but you are skeptical of the person and that's okay. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that brings me to my father was in town over over this last weekend and 
I mean, usually we have great debates and 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 wonderful conversations that that don't sort of get heated because we're usually on the same page. But this time we were talking about the existence of uh, of God or whatever you whatever word or term that you would like to use. You know, consciousness, universal. You know, God or whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know, my father is a very you know, atheistic man and and, right. and and stout in his kind of reductionist scientific views. And, and so he kind of got into it a little bit. And, and I wonder, you know, for him, when he, you know, when his time comes, you know, is somebody like that going to get that, oh, shit moment where like, you know, oh, I guess they were right. There is something here. There is something to this. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over. I hear that because it is scientific more than they think. I think what people are skeptical of is woo-woo stuff that sounds like coming from ego and not something tangible that they feel like, you know, like maybe it's an energy and energy doesn't die. And, you know, if you can kind of talk their language, they kind of are a little more open. But most importantly, people are really afraid because they don't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So if they lost somebody, they don't want to be disappointed that maybe they're, they're just wishing their person's there. If they're afraid of death, they don't want to be, they feel like it's better to just face it with a nothingness. Mm. So, but people who pass, even my own father was, I told him if he died before me, tell me, which he did, that I was right. Yeah. <laughs> they they all the time will be like, yeah, so You were it's, right. It's not it's and it was our <laughs> That's joke. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, is. it was it was our <laughs> joke, but it's also like the idea that they go it's not what I thought it was going to be. They're they're always saying it's way easier than I thought and I wish people told me that cuz I might have been more open to it. Mm. They're very like I didn't believe it cuz it was all these weird things and all these weird rules and it just didn't make sense to me. Right. So, so the, yeah. so they get it either way. Oh, it's yeah. not a matter of like You're walking through that door either way. Or just t- taking like, for one example, like in the in the in the in the dogma of Christianity, uh, you're going to get there either way, even if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Once you cross over, you know you you experience that no matter what. Right. Most people, what I hear is that they're so happy because it's more about the love they didn't expect to feel. Mm. So how do we live our lives now? knowing that you know what i mean like how do we i don't know you know what i mean because like part of me is like oh okay well then i can i mean obviously you know we can't live our lives in a destructive sense just because that's just a shitty time for everybody so knowing this is there you know what i take away from is hearing like okay maybe we just need to all just decompress a little bit relax a little bit and try to enjoy our life as much as possible sounds like good advice what yeah i mean what's your take on that if it's yeah if death is easier than we think what do uh, okay cool how do we put that into action in our daily life well the thing is it's not a reward so i think if you take out the idea that okay well it's easy and i got my reward if you live your life in the moment which is important which is pretty much i hear the message all the time about pay attention to the moments in between things. But it is to to rise and be more consciousness because the more conscious as you are, the more aware you are, you're going to have a much higher awareness there. So in other words, like I said, somebody who's like, I never even thought about this. I'm just still trying to figure out that I'm an energy. And I, like, it's not like all the information comes to them and they know everything. So the more aware you are, the more conscious you're trying to be here, the much more you're going to 
experience and understand there. But more importantly, the idea is to is for us to raise into an awakening of um, stop fighting against each other. Right. Well, and to extract meaning from our lives too, because it seems like, yeah. you know, on this life you can live in one of two camps. You can be nihilistic and be like, you know, nothing means nothing, right. who cares? Or you can be on the other side of the fence and, you know, everything means something. You know what I mean? I mean, we're here for a reason and and we're here to, you know, uh, gain experience and, and gain, uh, y- you know, learn things and experiencing experience things and you know and 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 find meaning and make meaning out of everything right I yes think that's where i'm that's the side of the fence that i'm on anyway is that everything means something you know yeah and to um all people want is to be seen mm-hmm. and understood and to love and to be connected. That's all at the end of the day. Sounds like the dead want to do the same thing. Well, the dead, yeah, the dead wants to to help take away the fear and also to help the pain people have. But what about the scary ghosts? Because they're adding to the fear. Well, the scary ghosts are like little bad boys and girls who think it's fun. Oh. To, they're not trying to evolve. Mm-hmm. They don't care. I'm not saying that everybody goes, I choose to evolve. And they're the ones that think it's fun to mess with people just like people mess with children and think it's funny to like scare them Mm. and blow their mind with things. And if they move a door, if they move something I've, I've, I've had to clean houses and I'll say, you know, you're not being right. And they're like, but it's not a big deal. I just, what do they, whatever. I'm just picturing like a sassy teenage girl. <laughs> right. like, whatever. God, uh, Adela, you're so lame. It's my spirit body. I'll do what I want. Oh my God, that's amazing. Adela, I feel like, you know, we're going to have an ongoing conversation as this show continues. We have to move on. But okay. before we do, yes. we have a game we like to play on the show called Bullshit or Believe It. Oh. All right. Okay. Awesome. Let me ask all our fine. guests. It's a uh, rapid fire. You have a choice between two answers, bullshit or believe it. Okay. If there's anything in particular, we can circle back around after we go through the list. If you want to be like, okay, I said this, but I want to make sure I communicate this. Because, you know, it's not always either or. Okay. Okay? So, you ready? Sure. On your mark? Yes. Get set. Okay. Ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) 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 Believe it. (laughs) Bigfoot. Um, I believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes. Not sure. Bullshit. Maybe. Bullshit. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, fairies. Believe it. Unicorns. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, I kind of think that's bullshit. Uh, traditional gray aliens. Believe it. Parallel universes. Believe it. Reptilians disguising themselves as humans. Bullshit. Mermaids. Hmm. I think I think Bryce, Bryce, Bryce waits for his participation. Like, <laughs> say yet. <laughs> I kind of think I believe it, yes. but I'd have to explain why. We'll circle back. Okay. Heaven. Bullshit. Hell. Bullshit. Dragons. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go with believe it. Yeti. What's a Yeti again? It's like the abominable snowman. Oh, he's this, he's oh yeah, the that's Himalayan right. Bullshit. Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot. that's bullshit. Okay, elves. Elves? I think I believe it. ESP. Believe it. Chupacabra. What is that? Devil it's dog. the Mexican... Uh, <laughs> well, it's actually not. I, I should take that back. It's a Peruvian... Uh, Puerto Rican. It, oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right. Oh, it's boy. Puerto Rican. 
It's a Puerto Rican, uh, uh, like blood sucker entity, the goat sucker. Oh, oh, um, no, bullshit. Demons. Believe it. Atlantis. Believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. World peace. I hope to believe it. I mean, I have hope for that. Peace in the multiverse. Believe it. Cool. All right, mermaids go. Well, the mermaids, mermaids. You got a thirty second. Mermaids and the Getty. (laughs) I just kind of believe that people might things might be existing that we're getting it a little crisscrossed. Oh, really? Yeah, I kind of feel like there's dimensional things that are happening at some times. Whoa, we're a fan of that. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that around here for sure. Yeah. I, like so I, just think we've- I know what I saw. <laughs> I was on the d- the bow. It I, was a swimming yeti. She was looking at me straight in the eye. With them lusty silver orbs. <laughs> um, Whatever gets them through the night. Yeah, we're gonna take yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for high strangeness. And trust us, we're not gonna leave we're not gonna go too far from this realm. Sweet. Okay. Oh, so I, I thought I did you side one. Jump the gun, dude. Oh man, Bryce is coming in hot with tonight's high strange. I think I was late on the button. Oh, okay, so, oh, all good. It wasn't your fault. Well, someone was pretty hot to trot tonight, uh, and it wasn't me, and it wasn't Adela. So you boys need to work it out. <laughs> Ruth Adela Levine, and it's time for High Strangeness, Bryce. It sure is. What did you bring in for us well, on this Halloween night? On this Halloween night. You know, I knew that you were coming in, and and, uh, and I knew we would ta- be talking about spirits and, and things of this sort. So um, I wanted to discuss the story of High Strangeness that is one of my kind of passions and one of my most favorite topics, and that is... Um, what is known as the spirit molecule, otherwise known as N-N-dimethyltryptamine, or oh. more commonly referred to as DMT. Oh, yeah. Now, DMT oh. is often referred to as the spirit molecule and is one of the most intriguing psychedelic substances on Earth, not just because of the wild and strangely unimaginable experiences reported by DMT users, including but not limited to being transported to different dimensions or parallel universes, convincing encounters with intelligent non-human presences like cacti, giant insects, and especially aliens. But because there has been research that suggests it is produced in our own bodies, including our liver, lungs, as well as an intriguing and mysterious gland in our brains known as the pineal gland. My my liver's full of mezcal. (laughs) Different thing. Um, while the physiological function of the pineal gland has been unknown until recent times, is it pineal time, or is it pineal? It, both is correct. Okay, the, just the, I'm not correcting you. No, I actually don't know. The, it, it is named okay. after that because it's a small gland in the middle of the brain that sort of looks like a pine cone, and that's why you'll see so many references to, uh, like the uh, the Pope has a scepter, and on the end is a pine cone, oh. and those old Sumerian. Um, Hieroglyphics, you know, the Sumerian gods are also holding a pine cone. And isn't the the pineal gland or pineal gland located where we traditionally depict the third eye? Yes. Well, I'm going to get there. Um, mystical traditions and esoteric schools have long believed this area in the middle of the brain to be the connecting link between the physical and spiritual worlds. Considered by Hindus to be the site of the seventh or crown chakra, and by Rene Descartes, father of modern-day philosophy, to be the seat of the soul. Uh, 
It is purported to be the most powerful and highest source of ethereal energy available to humans and has been the key component in initiating supernatural powers as well as the development of psychic abilities. Also of interesting note is the fact that the pineal gland becomes visible in the developing fetus at 49 days. The Tibetan Book of the Dead teaches that it takes 49 days for the soul of the recently dead to reincarnate. And 49 days is nearly exactly the moment in which one can clearly see the first indication of male or female gender. Whoa. Terence McKenna, an ethnobotanist and psychonaut who experiment, experimented with the drug 30 to 40 times throughout his career, said in his book, The Archaic Revival, it was really the DMT that empowered my commitment to the psychedelic experience. DMT was so much more powerful, so much more alien, raising all kinds of issues about what is reality, what is language, what is the self, what is three-dimensional space and time, all the questions he became involved with over the next 20 years or so. McKenna, along with many others who have tried the drug, insists that the experience is so surreal that it cannot be accurately translated into words. In other words, what DMT does can't be downloaded into as low-dimensional a language as English, describes McKenna. The experience of DMT was, to McKenna, of a fundamentally different order than any other experience this side of the yawning grave. He said it was not a drug, but something masquerading as a drug. McKenna expressed how he believed DMT could play a role in dreaming, partially because the way a dream melts away is the same way a DMT trip melts away. However, McKenna is not alone in speculating that DMT has something to do with our dreams. Even further, there are speculations that DMT is released in our bodies when we're born and when we die. Dr. Rick Strassman, a Stanford University graduate with a specialization in psychiatry and psychopharmacology, is the torchbearer behind the idea that DMT is released when we are born and when we die. He took on a five-year DEA-approved clinical research project to investigate the effects of DMT and administered about 400 doses of the drug intravenously to nearly five dozen heavily pre-screened volunteers. Dr. Strassman uh, hypothesizes that when a person is approaching death or possibly even just in a dream state, the body releases relatively large amounts of DMT. The majority of his volunteers reported profound encounters with non-humans and deep spiritual experiences. And Dr. Strassman believes that DMT could explain some of the wild imagery described by survivors of near-death experiences as well as those recounting their dreams. In his book, DMT, The Spirit Molecule, he writes that DMT is the most naturally occurring hallucinogen in the world and exists in all of our bodies, as well as throughout the plant and animal kingdoms. It's a part of the normal makeup of humans and other mammals, marine animals, grasses, peas, toads, frogs, mushrooms and molds, and barks, flowers, and roots. So, why is it called the spirit molecule? What gives it that name? According to his book, A Spirit Molecule needs to elect, with reasonable reliability, certain psychological states we consider spiritual. These are feelings of extraordinary joy, timelessness, and a certainty that what we are experiencing is more real than real. Such substance may lead us to an acceptance of the coexistence of opposites, such as life and death, good and evil, a knowledge that consciousness continues after death. 
a deep understanding of the basic unity of all phenomena, and a real sense of wisdom or love pervading all existence. A spirit molecule also leads to spiritual realms. These worlds are usually invisible to us and are instruments and are instruments and are not accessible using our normal state of consciousness. However, just as likely as the theory that these worlds exist only in our minds is that they are in reality outside of us and freestanding. If we simply change our brain's receiving abilities, we can apprehend them and interact with them, much like what you were saying, Adela. Once taken, volunteers of Dr. Strassman's work reported a tidal wave of effects that quickly led to one's losing awareness of the body, causing some to think they had died. The disassociation of the body and mind paralleled the development of peak visual effects. He typically heard phrases like, I no longer had a body. My body dissolved. I was pure awareness, stating, There seemed to be a clearly identifiable sense of movement of consciousness away from the body. Many use the term four-dimensional or beyond-dimensionality to describe its effect. Specific visual images included a fantastic bird, a tree of life and knowledge, and a ballroom with crystal chandeliers. There were tunnels, stairways, ducts, and a spinning golden disc. Others saw the inner workings of machines or bodies inside a computer's boards, DNA double helixes, even more impressive was the apprehension of human and alien figures that seemed to be aware of and interacting with the volunteers. Non-human entities might be recognizable as spiders, mantises, reptiles, and something like a cigarro cactus. One volunteer, Sarah, reported, I always knew we weren't alone in the universe. I thought the only way to encounter them is with bright lights and flying saucers in outer space. It never occurred to me to actually encounter them in our own inner space. I thought the only things we could encounter were things in our personal sphere of archetypes and mythology. I expected spirit guides and angels, not alien life forms. Another volunteer, Dimitri, was well aware that his DMT experience resembled the publicly reported experiences of UFO abductees. The instant the injection took effect, wham, I felt like I was in an alien laboratory, a sort of landing bay or recovery area there were beings they had a space ready for me they weren't as surprised as i was there was one main creature and he seemed to be behind it all overseeing everything the others were orderlies or disorderlies they activated a sexual circuit and i was flushed with an amazing orgasmic energy when i was coming out i couldn't help but think aliens a very similar story was told by rex after a low dose of dmt only 0.2 milligrams The beings were there and they were doing something to me, experimenting on me. There was a female. I felt like I was dying. Then she reappeared and reassured me. When I was with her, I had a deep feeling of relaxation and tranquility. She had an elongated head. Now, Michael, I think this is where you'll think it's interesting. These speculations regarding unseen worlds and their residents return us to alien abduction experiences. The striking similarity of the reports of DMT users and alien abductees influenced Dr. Strassman to hypothesize that the alien abduction experience is related to abnormally elevated levels of DMT. In his work with natural occurring alien encounters, famed Harvard psychiatrist Dr. John E. Mack refers to how often these experiences occur at personal times of crisis, trauma, and loss. Perhaps in these individuals, stress and pain overcome the pineal's ability 
to prevent excessive DMT release and trigger access to these unusual experiences. In addition, many abductees have a history of these encounters that date back to childhood. Such individuals may possess especially active DMT production capabilities due to a biological hardwiring predisposition. Mack also notes that many abductions from people's homes take place in the early morning hours. The pineal gland is most active at this time, right around 3 to 4 a.m. My early morning DMT production opened the portals to alien encounters in these predisposed individuals. Fascinating to note is that John Mack, before his death, suggested that reconnection to spirituality is at the heart of the abduction phenomena. Mm. Rick Strassman, for all his empirical caution, was ultimately obliged by his research to accept the possibility that DMT does provide our consciousness with access to real parallel dimensions. It may be, he writes, that DMT alters the characteristics of our brains so that we are able to perceive what the physicists call dark matter, the 95% of the universe that is known to exist but that at present remains invisible to all our senses and instruments and reminding us of the surprisingly common reports of his volunteers that they were expected by the beings they encountered on their trips and even welcomed back when they returned again and again. But how could this be possible? How might these beings be even dimly aware of our presence if we normally don't have any inkling of theirs? Perhaps, Strassman suggests, we are not dark for the denizens of dark matter or parallel to those intelligent beings who have mastered the alternate realities. And that is the story of DMT, the spirit molecule. Damn, son! Yeah. That shit was cool. Crazy, right? All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to ask Adela Levine, what What the the hell hell was that? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Great job, Bryce, with that high strangeness. And Riley, killing it with the live scoring. Yeah. Every episode, it gets better. Loved it. And better. Yeah. Finally learning how like, to use these things. I was like in Blade Runner <laughs> 2049 and that one. And hold on. <laughs> um, so, Dale, I saw you nodding a lot. Yes. Nodding your head yes a mm-hmm. lot during that, especially when it got to the uh, parts about um, ex- uh, expecting to see maybe spiritual teachers and instead got aliens. Yes. Let's talk about this. What, what What's your reaction to all this, first of all? Well, I mean, I know a lot of people, obviously, I'm in a world that people use DMT a lot, which to me, um, what they're talking about is true. I mean, the the, the the third eye and all of that. Um, but to me, what I, so just, I guess, to get to the point, um, what I have found, so we're going into this other yeah. area, is that a lot of things that people depict as, a, as angels and things are really ETs. Mm-hmm. And it's very controversial and not controversial, meaning like I think people are starting to understand it. And raising your frequency is all that's doing. DMT and uh, people who use certain things, it helps them open to pop these things open that we can all are capable of. But obviously it's a great assistance to see. And um, the beings are have told me that they're not taking anyone anywhere, mm-hmm. that they are making them believe they're in this place, in a ship or in a room, by just 
popping something in like open a, open an, an adventure as the as as to inner space as opposed to outer space. Yeah, Perhaps. so it's kind of a telepathic communication uh, and also a way of opening up um, a dimension that they're like, like, like you said in what you were reading that they're aware of, and they've mastered that we're haven't mastered, mm. but it's easier for us to believe that we've went somewhere. Yeah, but no more, no less real than it's the, absolutely real. Yeah. I've seen it. I've been experienced those things. Have I'm, you have you experienced? Feel, have you experienced what someone might call a traditional alien abduction? Um, no, it was very. Um, I was aware of what was happening. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I had something. You can share whatever you want to share. Recently, that happened. Oh, great! <laughs> um, and I've had something I think I shared with you before. A little so bit about pro- the blue, the wise blue teachers. Yeah, and I think I shared with you like where I thought I was dreaming, but I was in this room, and yeah. then the the beings that I'm going to tell you things about how the universe. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I was, but I was very much aware where I was, and later is when I was told we don't take anybody anywhere. We just. It's the best way they could describe it that time was like hypnotizing or putting you in a certain state that they can just kind of, you know, snap you into. Yeah. Um, So what was your recent experience? So, yeah, my recent experience kind of, even for me, and I've seen a lot, uh, had me uh, tripped out for a few days. So I was was, um, sleeping. And I don't sleep between the hours of three and five. That's absolutely true. That's when it's because your mind um, goes to sleep and your awareness of the dream state opens up better. So it's an easier way to slip into the consciousness. Well, and as, and and according to what I've read, it's the peak production time. Yes, of, it's of a the peak. DMT yes. levels through, in and throughout That's your body. Why, well, maybe that you just gave me another understanding of why I never sleep between those hours. Mm-hmm. I get woken up between three since I and five since I was a baby. I, I don't just, want to sound like I'm like hopping on the bandwagon here, but like I have to say lately in the past two months, I think I mentioned I've been having like super weird dreams and mm-hmm. trouble sleeping in the past couple months. I wake up wide awake between three and four. Yes, almost every night. The more you're, that's because you're becoming more. The more you start waking up to things, the more you start becoming aware. The more there that act that realm wants to be active, and you're active to it nightly. Lately, it's Mm. crazy. Yes, I've been doing this for. I've never known what it's like to not to, to sleep through the night. But one night I was sleeping and you know how you have that dream wake thing. I know I was looking at my partner, my boyfriend sleeping next to me. I was looking at him, but next to him there was a being standing there. Mm. And you know when it wasn't like a dream because yep. I was looking around the room, but you know you're kind of frozen. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't frozen in fear. I had no fear, no no anything. I And they, they were just swaying back and forth like the sway. I always see them swaying and it's kind of hypnotizing, I guess. And, um, and I remember thinking this isn't scary at all. I'm not scared at all. I always hear people talk about being scared and terrified. And I had, I felt like I knew him, like he was a brother. Like what did the being look like? He had, like, I'd never seen anything like this before. It was, um, 
not like what people talk about, like a gray or anything. It was actually kind of yellowish, um, more, yeah, I guess tan-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, was it in the shape of a alien gray? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, the black eyes, almond shaped No, eyes? he didn't have black eyes. His eyes were scrunched, so mm. like you have to realize I was kind of more mesmerized by the feeling mm-hmm. of complete and utter... I'm at peace with this. And his head was more long mm. and bubbly. Mm-hmm. And his face just looked like it was hard to see. Like his, I couldn't really see his, like his eyes weren't like those big almond mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. They were kind of more like when someone's kind of like can't see you very well and they're just kind of looking. The pig shaped eyes. That Almost like about. half closed or something. And and all I felt, I don't think he had a smile, felt like a smile, and it was just swaying. And I was like, I'm not, like, scared at all, and I I know you, and this is okay. But then it changed, and I flashed, and I was somewhere else. And it was a long table, and there was a woman sitting next to me. I couldn't see her face. It's like she was deliberately keeping her head down. I could only see her hair. But she, I depict her as human, mm. discussing with everybody about how we have to start preparing people for things mm. and how we have to expose people that there's, you know, multiple types of races. And, and, and it was almost like I was watching like a VR, but it felt like real in the moment of like a presentation of like, this is how it's going to go. Right. Wild. So I'm sitting there, and this person, this being, walks in, and it looked like the one I saw, and he put on sunglasses, and he's <laughs> like, "You see, we walk around all the time. It's very easy to hide. You guys don't pay attention to anything. We just walk by as long as we wear clothes, and you know, it's really not that big of a deal." And I was like, "How many times does that happen?" He goes, "It happens all the times. You guys are very preoccupied." Wow. And so I was like, "Wow." That's crazy. And then and then I'm like, what is happening? But the weird, I'm going to tell you the weirdest part in a minute, believe it or not. You would think this was all the weirdest part. Um, but then this other being walked in that kind of looked, this is going to sound totally nuts, but it's like its ears were kind of not like anything I've ever seen traditional, like long and the face kind of was smushed and it was a female and she was purposely wearing a dress and they were like, see, she can just come in and it's like a club and it's going to be normal. It's going to be totally normal. Like walking into a restaurant or walking to down the street, like this is not going to be, it's really not a big deal. There's a lot of different, you know, we can simulate. It's not a big deal. Or we can all kind of get each other. And I was like, okay. And then they suddenly had guns and I was like, well, what's happening with that? And then the guns, they shot them and they turned into toy guns. And they said, you see, we could, you can't, we're not scared of you guys. Mm. You understand this, right? Like all of the stuff you have, we can turn into, it's like child's play to us. Like we can turn it into nothing. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Wild. And I went, well, how are we going to get people to understand this? And then I just, in this place, I felt like I slipped. It's like someone cut open like a wall. Like slice right through reality. Right, and I was in this place, and it was amazingly peaceful. Like all this place felt 
like no worries. Like everything was just calm. Like this was a safe, the safest I ever felt in my life. And that I realized where we are is just harsh, like super harsh. And they were kind of conveying that. Mm. Like you live in a very harsh environment. Don't, don't, don't mistake it. It's very harsh. And then when I came back, I felt it. I felt like everything was sharper and harsher and rough and unconnected. And when I was in there, it just felt like we're, we're, we're one connected with you. It's, you know us, you just don't, aren't aware. Everybody knows. And that was the most recent. (laughs) Wow. And I still kind of go with the. So do you attribute that? that? It stayed with me for a lot of days because that feeling I could, I wanted to get back to that feeling because I was like, he's like my brother. I know him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why? So. Do you think that that has been a force, that entity has maybe been a force that's been guiding or teaching you in the way that people would say an angel would play that role? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I th- I absolutely know that it, many of them are just like what he read about, are much more on, on a... It's just easier for us to interpret it as a bird, a being with bird wings. Right. Or, yeah. It sounds to me... I mean, like what you described, that makes me think of like interdimensional like the interdimensional like machine elves or imps or these Mm. kind of things that have like a higher, like a fifth dimensional entity that has manipulation over time, space and our reality. I mean, all week I was listening to, you know, old, old YouTube videos of Terrence McKenna and I could listen to him for hours wax poetic about his DMT experiences and his descriptions Mm -hmm. of the worlds that he entered. And, and what he has to say is is absolutely fascinating because, you know, he you know when I when I said that you know he felt that they weren't a drug but they were something else masquerading as a drug. His view was that, um, you know, these worlds that you enter in through DMT they are inhabited by intelligence beings who who purposely put themselves in something as innocuous as a chemical, a small molecule, uh, to hide their existence and for and to make contact with people, I mean, and animals and plants and stuff like that, because it, it like I said, it is the most common uh, hallucinogen found in and throughout uh, planet Earth, you know. Yeah, the it's thing wild. the thing about with DMT, I would say if anyone's listening, you gotta be really careful because I've seen people go off into a not good place Mm -hmm. yeah and you got to know what you're doing and the main thing i've gotten a message by those beings is we want you to learn how to raise your frequency Mm -hmm. you know to not lean on things like this Mm -hmm. because that's all they're doing they've taught this over and over and it's it's the idea of a sphere around you Yeah, they call it the dome going like this and they've showed me like it's one crosses the other and if you get and if you learn it it pushes your frequency and that's how you shoot up to them Mm. It's a frequency. You're not going up. You're just raising your frequency to, and you can start to see things. Yeah, it's funny is that it's considered, you know, a class one scheduled drug. And, you know, Graham Hancock is always one of my favorite authors. He's always talked about how, you know, we should really be um, in charge of our own consciousness, you know, and whatever that means to us. And, and, and how, you know, a, a substance like that that can you know, activate one's spirituality shouldn't be controlled by, by the government and stuff like that. And you also get into these, these kind of um, conversations and arguments about the, the, the fluoridation of the pineal gland, pineal gland, which is, uh, you know, there's fluoride in our drinking water. 
there's fluoride in our toothpaste. And what fluoride does is it naturally calcifies the tissues in and around the pineal gland, which limits its mystical abilities. So, you know, the, it, it can get somewhat conspiratorial in the, in the fact that, you know, um, why do we have fluoride in our water? Why is it in our, our teeth? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I'm 100% with you. Up until the fluoride conspiracy. Up until the fluoride, yeah, right? Yeah, no, there's not a I lot mean, of hard science gland, to back it up. It naturally calcifies as, as you age. That's just right. part of life. But yeah, um, one thing that I also wanted to bring up that I just thought is fascinating is it's just the one structure in the brain that's not symmetrical. Yeah, that's right. It's it's the only thing that's just itself, and I think that's really interesting. Well, that's right. That's kind of what led Rene Descartes to feel that, like you know. When he was first discovering his ideas, he's like, you know, I I think, but therefore I am. Well, where do my thoughts come from? They come from my brain. But all pieces of the brain have a, um, uh, you know, there's both hemispheres. So there's a, you know, frontal and a, a left and right hemisphere. But it's that pineal gland that's only singular yeah. in itself. And it sits right in the middle, um, and which made him kind of think that well, this, this yeah. must be the thing that connects both the spiritual world and the physical world because it's sitting right there that doesn't have its equal. Yeah. I think it's such a cool idea. I really do. Well, but, you know, and there's also these amazing uh, illustrations of, of the, and I should have brought a picture of uh, of the pineal gland and, and located within the brain. And it's exactly like you'll see in Egyptian hieroglyphics, that eye of Horus. Sure, yeah, totally. It, it is almost like yeah, identical. Yeah, oh, check it out. <laughs> that's yeah. why it's the only one I wear. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And so mm-hmm. if you look at a, uh, at, a, at, a, at a picture of the brain, that looks almost exactly like where the pineal gland sits mm-hmm. uh, within right. the, w- between the two hemispheres of the brain. Which part of the symbol? The, 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 the eye, itself? the actual okay. eye. Yeah. And, you know, it, they, they, they do call it a third eye. And in lower mammals, the actual pineal gland has a retina, it has a cortex, and it has a lens. Yeah. What? So it's not yes. just... It's not, Where? In what? In lower mammals like amphibians and, uh, and reptiles. Um, Those are mammals. In, in precursors, precursors. Oh, I see what you're saying. Evolutionarily okay. uh, speaking, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Repti- lower animals, reptiles, animals. amphibians, and birds. Okay. The pineal gland has a cornea, a retina, and sense photoreceptors. Whoa, you know, and it's moved because, back yeah. into their brain. It's also so. believed to help the animal understand the change between night and day. That's, That's why right. It has a photoreceptor. So oh, it cool. literally and really is a third a eye. Third wow. eye. Yeah, it's related to the visual system. And you know, when you start to think about those Egyptians and what they knew about the pineal gland you know you start to wonder like how on earth were they able to get this information to get this knowledge you know well then of course you start reading about these peruvian rainforest rainforest tribes um who are able to put together two totally separate plants to make it orally active because if you just ingest uh you know, and DMT is the active ingredient in ayahuasca. Which yeah, but you got to brew it in a tea because yeah. our you have to brew it in a tea. Stomachs. But not only do you have to brew it in a tea, but you need a monooxamine uh, uh, base. So there's a, there's an enzyme in our stomach yeah, that, that inhibits counteracts it. that counteracts DMT, and and these shamans in these rainforests they have found the. Uh, the inhibitor, an inhibitor to to actually inactivate that enzyme, and and you know um, anthropologists and and botanists are absolutely baffled and befuddled that like they're like I, how these tribes were able to find the one plant that you know turns off this enzyme 
is absolutely a fucking mystery because yeah. over it's the It's not when you think about what the ETs are telling them, bro. <laughs> but you know and it you know what the shamans say is well the plants told us how to do this. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. So great. You spend enough time in the Make jungle, sure you're going to you meet some plant gods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've said that before, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, get a real shaman if you're going to go do that. Because it's very popular, and I've seen it very much used the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you like, know, I, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of good trips, and there were a lot of bad trips, you know. And listen, we're not, uh, just so everybody knows... We're not sitting here. We're not uh, advocating. We, the use we're not of advocating it. the use of it. We're we're learning for. Ah, uh, we are not. <laughs> I, I might be. No, we are not. <laughs> you know, I'll, we are I'll, not I'll follow up legally. On that. Legally, I'm no, not. we are not. Actually, you know, no, we're not, not at all. Not. I am uh, not. But we've got to. Uh, unfortunately, we have to call it a night. Um, uh, this has been such an awesome episode. Thank you so much, uh, Bryce, for that high strangeness. Of course, that was rad. Yeah. And Adela, you got to come back because we. I feel like we're only scratching the surface, and we'll. Yeah, absolutely. There's more for you to share with us. I know. I know. Uh, Riley, before we go, did you have something you want to? Oh, just on the subject of psychedelics in general. Just that they're a tool, you know. So it's like you wouldn't play with a chop saw, you know. So yeah. it's a tool, right. but it's a useful tool. I will mm-hmm. say that. Right. Use it as you will. One day we'll hear that story from you. Mm-hmm. I wish we had time tonight, one but one day. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, again, I want to thank our guest, Adela Levine. Adela, where can people find you should you choose to be found? Yes, if I choose to be found. Um, I do choose to be found. They can find me at Adela Levine, a- A-D-E-L-A-L-A-V-I-N-E dot com. And Adela Levine is used on all the social media pa- platforms. So awesome. Pretty easy. Very cool. You can find us, Bigfoot Collectors Club, uh, Instagram and Facebook, Bigfoot underscore C Club on Twitter. Uh, have we been getting any calls, Riley? Have you been checking our voicemail? There was a voicemail. We'll play it in the next episode. All right. Ooh, we'll play great. it in the next episode. Call in, everybody. And that number again is... 310-597-4803. Awesome. Bigfoot Hotline. And make sure to uh, write in with your uh, listener stories, emails, questions, Club at gmail.com. And everybody, happy Halloween. Happy anniversary, guys. Happy birthday to the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Yay, um, yay. Here's what's going to happen. Keeping with tradition of last year, between our episode zero and episode one, we are going to take a two-week break. We will not be back with a brand new episode until... Uh, I believe November 14th. So uh, we'll take a couple weeks off. In the meantime, I will definitely post something, uh, a Patreon sampler from the past six months. So if you are not a Patreon listener, you will get something uh, in your main, main feed only. You will get something new that you have not heard. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, I will be putting up a special collector's item episode for you guys next week as well. Um, so everyone, every listener gets something new. We just will not be back with the episode 47 for another couple weeks. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for sticking with us for the first year. This is, uh, year two is going to be even better. We love you guys. No doubt. Thank Say you. bye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>
please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.